0: welcome everyone to the game vault podcast i'm your host tom schuster and joining me tonight are mark myers and jenny Aquino. tonight we'll be discussing why emulation is important to our retro gaming future and we're going to review our retro roulette game cruisin usa for the nintendo 64 but before we get to that what are you guys playing while quarantined
1: i i will start um i'm back from the dead hi how are you guys yeah. doing <laughs> well, <okay. laughs> we, we had to use a diamond but you're here <laughs> yes um so i've been playing a few things i have continued to play dead by daylight so anyone out there has been tuning into our streams or following me on twitter you would definitely know that um i actually two minutes before we logged in to do this podcast i hit rank 11 nice. which is my all-time high rank so super Ooh. exciting yeah um I've also been playing Stardew Valley for the PS4, so I love it. I was always a huge fan of um, Harvest Moon. I had it on the DS, and then I had it on GameCube. I think that was my initial reason reason for buying the GameCube. So I was really happy to find Stardew Valley, and it's very, very similar. Um, so really having fun with that. I think I'm just about to beat my first spring. I kind of play it at night as my wind-down game um, after Dead by Daylight when I'm all yeah. like ramped up um <laughs> and then aside from that again anyone that's been paying attention to our stream would know i've been playing final fantasy 7 for the ps1 with the help of you both as well um and then other than that i just was playing cruising usa right before the podcast as well nice. so we'll talk more about that later <laughs> so that's all for me for now okay yeah
2: yeah so um i've been playing um uh i've been playing through some uh i'll start off with the games that we haven't talked about a whole bunch um or had streams of. Um, I played a little bit of a Yakuza uh, Kwame, which is the remake of Yakuza 1. Um, And it's Yakuza. So it's fun, goofy, really strange. But it's it's fun coming from that, being that Zero was the first one I played all the way through. So I'm technically playing them in order um, instead of playing through the first five and then playing, you know, a prequel. So it's pretty cool to see how the... Some characters, how they sort of retcon some things um, in zero that are different when you meet certain characters in 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 one. So that's been interesting. Um, I have played, um, you know, little uh, of the Super Mario, you know, uh, three on the Switch, and you know, just classic games like that. While I've been bored, um, and then the main thing I've been playing is um, I, I got into Playing American Truck Simulator again. (laughs) Uh, um, Realized that I can only last about an hour and a half, two hours on the stream um, with it, as we found out on Thursday. Um, But that game is really, like Jen said, wind down game. That's sort of my easing the stress off this work from home, stressing about all the shit Mm -hmm. going on game. You know, just sort of letting it let it go and just making deliveries. Um, It's like a slightly calmer version of Death Stranding.
0: It's, I'd say it's way <laughs> Only
1: slightly? I was going to say.
2: <laughs> well, when you get good enough with Death Stranding, it's like, oh, okay, yeah. I know what to do. Like, when I built all those highways, it basically became American Truck Simulator in <laughs> Death Stranding. Because I just get the stuff, throw it in the back of the truck, drive on the road to the thing, drop it off, go to the next place. <laughs> okay. Like, I never had to battle any mm-hmm. enemies because I built the entire highway system. Um, so... Yeah, I'm playing through that. I bought a Battle Chef Brigade, which was a game from a few years ago. Um, Sort of, it's a mixture of, like, uh, dungeon crawling with match three and a cooking game. Um, It's real weird, but um, I haven't dove dove into it. It was, like, three bucks on Steam, so I just picked it up. Um, So I'm looking forward to doing that, and just, I don't know what, uh, you know, obviously I play the sports games, but that's just to waste time while I'm listening to a podcast or something. But um, I'm, I, I've i been staring at my PS3 copy of Masters Tiger Woods Pro Golf 12 and going, should I just play golf?
0: Yes, you should. That's like <laughs> the best. The, the Tiger Woods games are severely underrated as far yeah. as I'm concerned.
2: That's also the one where I was able to do the EA face. And oh, yeah. So it kind of looks like on. me. Um, it, it, was, it was close enough that I even had somebody walk in when I had taken it to a cousin's house. And they were like, oh, shit, that guy looks like you. I was like, Oh, it's close enough, yes, <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's basically all I've been playing I'm obviously, we're all looking forward to I guess we'll have one more podcast before you know the greatest date of the next month um comes out, um so yeah, I'm just trying to fill my time with stuff, um you know with uh I keep looking at you know wanting to jump into war zone, oh, and we've been playing division two I completely forgot about that. <laughs> I was um, wondering
0: if you were gonna talk about it,
2: yeah. Well, we'll talk about it on your section,
0: but... Yeah, that's fine.
2: Um, you know, if, if if anybody gets Modern Warfare or find anybody doing the Warzone, because I, I don't really want to do it solo. But, you know, that's that's stuff we can talk about later. But, yeah, it's a lot of that just sort of filling my time um, while I'm slightly limited on the computer, as, as I found out. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I mean... I, I wish I wish I said that I had more time to play games, but working at home, as much as you think, oh, cool, you know, when I'm not doing anything, I play games, and it doesn't work out that way, because you're never not busy
0: yep. working from home. Yep, I so. figured that out real quick. <laughs> All
2: right, so besides the game, we'll talk about the end of your thing, Tom. What have you been
0: playing? So today, I beat uh, Need for Speed Heat. I beat All the right. main story. So and it was a
2: very satisfying ending and you did not waste your money.
0: Uh maybe. <laughs> Literally I beat the game and it it popped up a screen that said thanks for playing. Oh boy. That was it. But it was like, "Oh, oh, there's all this other stuff you can do." I was like, "Okay, maybe I'll do that." But they did just release an update with a whole bunch of like side missions to do. So I kind of started that. Um but I you know for overall I had a good time with it. It was definitely not any better than a seven. I would say. Yeah. Um. But it was you know it was good enough. I I got over the hating it. So there was that. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Because
0: I finally got I finally got to a point where my cars were good enough that I wasn't getting taken down by the cops every five freaking seconds. So I can (laughs) I can now escape a a chase if I need to, which is nice. Um. Cause that's like that was like my biggest gripe was that this cops were just too difficult to get away from. But I found I figured it out. I got through it. One thing I can check off my list before I start playing Final Fantasy VII for seventy hours. Yeah, I'm uh,
2: excited. Yeah. I'm, w- I'm waiting for the first person to jump into that real fast. That now that they're in the wild for like preview um, for review stuff. Um, that the first person goes, oh dude, I beat it in ten hours. uh oh. Five
0: out of ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I seriously doubt that's gonna happen, and that person will get flamed immediately. I'm sure. Anyway, so yeah, we were we've been playing the we we played the division the other night, which was which was nice to get back into it. It was a lot more fun than I remembered. Um, we're still playing through vanilla stuff. We haven't we don't have the uh, the newest expansion. Which the only issue I have with that game right now is that it's just like. You need to go to the expansion. You need to go to the expansion. You need to go to the expansion. Like every five seconds. Every
2: time you go to the White House.
0: Yes. Every time you go to the White House, it says, get on the chopper and go to New York. What if I don't want to go to New York? I like it here in Washington. (laughs) Killing all these people. (laughs) Um, But yeah, it's a it's you know, it's a looter. It's a sleuter. As Mark likes sleuter. Yes. Uh, Sleuter. So, you know. Yeah, It the, is what it is. The story isn't a, a ton of a ton of stuff behind it. But.
2: Is, is what I'm getting so far in the story is that there's a rogue army colonel or something that is sort of just trying to take over D.C. and maybe the country. I can't really figure it out. And he seems to be a hard ass. And they're showing it in the most generic ways possible. Like there's a video. I don't know if that's the video you just watch or it's the next one you get um, where he basically tells them to kill the people they're holding in you know sort
0: of the refugees oh yeah yeah, yeah. that's the only i just watched yeah so yeah yeah that's yeah. So, uh yeah that's the rogue the rogue folks that are yeah
2: Yeah. The be uh the true sons or whatever um it's a very twirling mustache
0: you yeah know, yep i type agree of,
2: of, of uh bad guy but uh the main thing i i like about it, and you can uh chime in this as well is i like that how much it um they skewed it they listened to the people from last um from division and made playing solo or duos a lot better um because playing the first one solo i got to a point like 23rd level where it was just like impossible i had like three heavies coming at me and they would instantly kill my my drone and my turret and all that um and it just became a pain and now with the cooldown timers better And them being lethal if you skill them up, um, with obviously penalties to your weapon damage and armor. Um, They can basically be a second and third person out on the battlefield with you. Um, And then when you team up, like we did, and we have two drones and two turrets, it essentially becomes six people out there Mm -hmm.
0: um, (laughs) killing things.
2: Unless if you accidentally trigger high-level enemies, and then they take over
0: control. So... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's one thing you gotta look out for in any of these games like this. Um, usually if you run into an enemy that's got a skull over its head, run the other way, because...
2: <laughs> we, we tried, but they just followed us.
0: <laughs> what does that mean? Fo- so a skull over the, the person's head means they're way higher level than you. So oh, so you probably shouldn't engage, and I made, <laughs> I made the mistake of shooting at them, and they came after <laughs> us and killed oh, us. No multiple times.
1: Oh no. <laughs>
0: um jeez. So we eventually killed them all. It took forever and we got our control point back. Um but it was it was yeah, fun We were determined to, to do it. Yeah, it was fun <laughs> trying to figure out how to kill these super high level people that we shouldn't have been messing with. Yeah. Cause yeah. that was like the first time that that's popped up for me running into enemies like that. I guess cuz I've been I, playing I had been playing solo, so I, I don't know if that happens more when you're yeah, I believe there's up. a
2: twenty fifth level zone that's like right to the left of where we are or right if you're looking at the map,
0: which is probably what happened. We probably yeah, went we probably
2: way. went to that area by accident, but yeah, the um it was just it was funny. Like as soon <laughs> as you turned around, I was like, oh, what about this? this con- controller or, or whatever it was, one of the side mission things or, or the instances that pop up. Okay, we we'll to do this. And I turned around and I turned around and I saw the dotted line going across, which I don't think you saw.
0: And I'm like, oh, Tom, I think that's a new area. Yeah. <laughs> and then you went, that's, yes, it is. That's definitely what happened because uh, I got my ass handed.
2: Yeah. Cause you saw the skulls immediately. Like we, we each got a piece of information that told us that we shouldn't be going over there. They were just ultra aggressive. Yeah. It's fun. You know, like we'll probably maybe stream, maybe not playing or just keep playing off stream. You know.
0: Yeah. Well, maybe With, we'll we'll play off stream until we f- we get a little higher level, and then yeah. we'll we'll figure out how to get it yeah. all set up. Because for me to play that game on stream, I have to like move my whole setup from one area to another. And yeah, and
2: I'm not trusting the play it through the Xbox. You know, streaming on mine because I have an original one. So yeah,
0: I have Twitch streamed from my Xbox before. Yeah,
2: so do I. But I'm just saying I have an original one, so I don't want to make the risk that it'll be a shitty stream. <laughs>
0: I'm sure. I'm sure it would be fine, unless they they totally tanked it because they want Mixer to be a thing. It's yeah. very possible. Uh, let's see. What else have I been playing? I played some more Final Fantasy three. Um. I am getting all of Gao's um rage uh rages set up.
2: Okay. Have you got to the halfway point yet?
0: Uh I don't think so cuz I've just been grinding. You know. yeah. yeah. I've been I've been grinding. I got I just did um Zo Zozo Zo, the town Zozo with with like okay. all the yeah. thieves and stuff. Yeah, but I was I was looking up a guide and they're like, "Oh, this is a great time to go back and get all of Gao's rages and Build him up because he's like a tank. He's like the the. There's no. He's such a better character than all the other characters. It's stupid. He does everything but heal. He if if you're in a situation where you need to destroy your enemies, he's gonna do it. Um, but the rage is Jen. It's kind of like the enemy skill materia in mm-hmm. Final Fantasy VII, where you learn uh, an attack from an enemy. Yeah. But he's the only one who can do it in that game. So. Uh, Uh, it's kind of like that. So you have to go mm -hmm. and fight a certain enemy and send him away so he can go learn that skill. And it takes like two or three fights for him to come back into your party with that skill now learned. So I was just going through and just grinding all that out while I had the chance. And other than that, I've been messing around on my Raspberry Pi because I bought a new controller. Um, The, the guys at eight bit dough made a controller that is basically a Super Nintendo controller and a PlayStation One controller put together. Um, okay. It's like the.
2: I mean, yeah, they're technically there's only two extra buttons between them.
0: Well, it's a it it's the face is shaped like a Super Nintendo controller with, but it has two analog sticks. Um, yeah. But it has grips on it too, like a PlayStation One controller or PlayStation One or Two controller would have, okay. and it has figure R1 and R, it has R2 and L2 buttons as well. So it makes playing on a Raspberry Pi or a PlayStation Classic way easier.
2: Yeah, so it's essentially just a PlayStation One paddle that looks like an SNES paddle.
0: Yeah, but it's the the whole top is shaped like an SNES. That's paddle. what I mean. That it just yeah. looks like it. Yeah, pretty because, much.
2: You know, and they did they did the analog version. Because what I was thinking with just the two extra buttons was the first. The one that comes with the classic, right? For PlayStation, without the analog. Right?
0: Yeah, they put a, they put analog sticks on this guy, so you can use it for a Switch. You can use it on a Raspberry Pi. You can use it on PC. So, I was now, getting it set up and messing around with it.
2: Now, is it center? I, excuse me if you did say this. Is it center analogs, or are they on the left and right? If center. you know what I mean, center. Yeah,
0: okay. it's center analogs, like a PlayStation controller. It's not. Okay. Um, not Xbox not xbox or it's switch. not uh, well yeah it's not xbox or switch but um so yeah, i was messing playing around playing that. i was playing gran turismo uh which is pretty cool because on like a raspberry pi you can set it to have a higher resolution um because the resolution of those games are obviously super low oh yeah so, so for playstation one it's pretty cool you can do an enhanced resolution and get um i'm not sure exactly how much it upscales it but it upscales it a decent amount so, it doesn't look like absolute garbage. Yeah, you
2: probably go 540 or 720. I would yeah, I would,
0: am, I would imagine it's probably 720 because yeah. that's scaling it up by three. So, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I was messing around with Gran Turismo. I was trying out Super Nintendo games. I was try, just trying out Super Mario World and F Zero and all the stuff. I know how it plays so I can see if the controller is working well, if it has a lot of lag. Yeah. But, it uh, played really well, and the form factor is really comfortable. So I see myself using it a lot more. Maybe I might even start using it for the Switch because it has rumble. It has all the functions but you might want. Does
2: it have HD rumble?
0: No, it doesn't. <laughs> it's it's got everything but HD rumble. <laughs> yeah, um, which is
2: only good for like one game, as far as I know.
0: Yeah, I think it's one two Switch. One two Switch. That's about it, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. It's the game where you try and find how many balls are in the container that by you're, shaking it yeah and you can feel each individual one roll in the box That's yeah, actually pretty yeah. cool but i don't know how you use that in any other game
0: yeah it's yet another nintendo thing that goes unused like the um heart monitor for the wii or something like that or the bongos for the the gamecube
2: don't don't you slander the donkey <laughs> <for> bongos?
0: <laughs> people have beaten dark
2: them. souls with the
0: I'm not Bobby slandering them. I'm just saying that it's one of those things that they did it and then they never used it again. So you have this peripheral okay. that's just there. So, You're
2: like the Virtual Boy.
0: Right. Well, the Virtual Boy is a whole other story. But yeah, <laughs> it's a very similar idea. Um, let me think. I think that's pretty much it. Um, I've been like just in a holding pattern pretty much until April 10th and the, and hoping that I actually get a package on my door April 10th. So far, knock on wood right now, so far it's it's coming.
2: Yeah, I got the I got the standard edition, so I probably have a better shot than you maybe. I don't know how they would prioritize that. Yeah, because, I don't know. You know, because I never got an email saying it got changed like you did and then well, they changed it back.
0: Yeah, they said it was going to change. They said, oh, we don't know when it's going to ship. And then, like, oh, it'll ship. It'll be there April 10th. So I don't yeah. know.
2: Yeah, I never I- got that email.
0: We shall yeah. see.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I'm also trying to hold out to not buy Animal Crossing.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Me too. I mean. <laughs> it's a struggle.
0: You guys, now is, like, the perfect time. Well, you guys have Stardew. But I, now is, like, the perfect time okay. to play. I was,
2: I was so happy when Jen brought that up. I was like, okay, Good. good. <laughs> We can, we can distract yeah. ourselves to not spend $60 on Animal Crossing when you need to play that game a lot. And well, me, I don't know how much um, Jen would pick one over the other, um, you know, where I would instantly just go to Final Fantasy and just leave my town to get weeded, get weeds no, in it.
0: Jen would constantly be playing that, like in bed yeah. or, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, so very true. Starter is good. Good, good yeah. hold, and that's closer to Harvest Moon than Animal mm-hmm. Crossing is. So you don't have yeah. a capitalistic raccoon trying to take, <laughs> steal your money.
1: <laughs> this is true so far. Yeah.
2: So yeah, I'm just yeah, I'm just in that holding pattern with you as well. I can't imagine how great this spring would have been. Minus, we'll, well, everything mainly we say will take obviously without the coronavirus. Um, if they didn't move a whole bunch of games.
3: Yeah.
2: You know, yeah. Been, we we would have been playing. You know, Final Fantasy. Earlier, we would have been playing Cyberpunk. You know, and uh,
0: oh well, Last of Us. God, yeah.
2: God, that's gonna be a hell of a game to play in May. Yeah.
0: Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like Death, Strand- Death Stranding is literally what's happening right now, which okay. is the scariest thing ever. The yeah, fact short sh-
2: Short of short of uh, monsters from the Death Plane coming up and grabbing you.
0: Right monsters from the death plane and rain making you age it's still a very similar theme in the fact that there's an un, like a uh something out there that y- we have no idea how it works or how to fix it yet and we just have to live inside forever
2: <laughs> uh, well that that's why that's why uh you know game stuff was an essential business we can play video games
0: yep pretty much <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, well, luckily we have time to play these things. Um, there is one thing I want to try to do before um, this come the Final Fantasy seven and everything starts coming out is at least beat the story of the Outer Worlds. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. I'm going to try. Um, I'm not even close at, mm-hmm. uh, to, to beating it. So we'll see. That really be for, depends on how
2: far you are on Monarch.
0: Not far. I just got there. I still okay. haven't so that,
2: that's like half the game
0: so we'll see we'll see if i can get through there in two weeks for the next podcast i'll, I'll give you guys a, a heads up when i once i've gotten through that
3: <laughs>
0: um but yeah that's pretty much all i've been playing uh we might as well get to the news it was, it's obviously light because of obvious reasons yeah uh but we got a couple things to talk about and then uh, we'll get to our main topic but uh, take it away jen
1: yeah, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is mainly you and Mark are going to walk us through it, and then if I have any questions, I'll jump in. Um, but we recently heard a few updates, I guess you could call them, for the PS5. Um, so if you guys want to jump into that, have at it, because that's probably the most like hot news that's going on right now with these past like the, few weeks yeah, of quarantine. Like, oh, my God.
2: There's not enough teraflops, Tom.
0: <laughs> no, there's not enough teraflops. They didn't say teraflops enough during this this thing. So Mark Sterny gave a not a, 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 basically like a seminar. This it's, a, was, it's it's a GDC right. It's meant for GDC, so it's very it's a very technical breakdown of what's happening with the PS Five. So as of right now, the PS Five is focusing on speed. It's focusing on loading speed. Um, it's focusing on things being able to get to the processor and get to memory and get back as quickly as possible. And if you watched this thing, you'll know because that's all Mark Cerny talked about, well, yeah. mostly for probably half this thing they talked about how fast their solid state drive was,, yeah. and they used the term sSD at least a thousand times. yeah, um, and I was thinking to myself we were we were texting back and forth watching this. I'm thinking to myself, if this is all they got, this sSD, they' they have problems because. Yeah, they, they yeah, Go the
2: ahead. the the main thing with that was I like how he opened it. Um uh by saying, you know, we talked to the developers and one thing they kept mentioning to us was solid state, solid state, you know, drives. That's what we want. And then that's what he spent the first half hour talking.
0: <laughs> it was at le- at least a half hour, if not more, talking oh, yeah. about how it would benefit developers and how you know, all this stuff. And that's all good and fine, but uh, well, I I guess as a, a like a PC gamer, I'm more interested in how fast everything else is. So they gave us the specs eventually on the CPU and the GPU, which as of right now appear to be less powerful than the Xbox One Series X. But their drive tech, their SSD technology is way faster than yeah, what yeah. Xbox is. So they have their gives and takes. It's 10.2 teraflops. I don't know why anybody even uses these as terms because they don't mean anything. Um, it's like uh, ray tracing cores on an yeah. NVIDIA GPU. No, nope, they don't mean anything, literally. <laughs> so it's just
2: another thing for them to, you know, um, uh, put out there as a as a bullet point mm-hmm. essentially. It's an embellishment. Yes,
0: it's marketing. They got to make it sound good, mm-hmm. which. Considering the fact that they have told us nothing about the PS5 until two weeks ago, I wish they would have started with the other stuff. But I guess because they knew that those things were less than the Xbox, they needed to lead with something that they knew was going to be better, which, which makes sense. But we didn't get to see it. They didn't show it off. Um, because a lot
2: of this stuff, I think, probably hit you more than me, but probably hit developers more than both of us was all the stuff he was throwing out there with the numbers and the speed and the, all that is stuff they probably would like, be like, hmm, yeah, this is okay, well, yeah, you know. Yeah, there, and-
0: there was definitely something very interesting um, in the fact that they were talking about how much time it's going to take developers to be able to work with this hardware. And yeah. in the past, they've had really hard times of developers figuring out the hardware, the PS2 and the PS3, especially the PS3, was way harder than the Xbox 360 to develop for. So
2: it was a power PC, right?
0: Um, no, it was a cell processor. That's it. Uh, that was the word I was looking. For. GameCube was power. Power right. GameCube and Wii we were power PC. Um, but yeah, the cell processor was very difficult to program for. So right now, since everything is going to be AMD uh, CPUs, GPUs. It's all going to get way easier for everybody to figure out how to, pro- how to program for these things and make it way faster and easier to start making the games. Obviously, making the games is still going to take the same amount of time, but it's going to be easier for them to adjust to the new hardware.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then I think the big thing, which is the, the next part of this, um, that I actually think could, despite maybe not being strong enough on the hardware side, uh, without really seeing what Microsoft did with it. I think the thing they did at the end is more interesting to think about, is that really there's not much further to go with visuals. You know, we're kind of at that point where it's almost realistic. But they're going with, like, they're trying to do some kind of upgraded sound design. Right,
0: right. Um, they want to revolutionize re- revolutionize 3D audio.
2: Yeah, by sending pictures of your ear to Mark Cerny.
0: Uh, <laughs> This sounds like something we'd do to Dan.
2: Yeah. this it. And by the way, Jen, sounds completely made up. He literally said that in the press conference. Wow. Um, <laughs> man, I'm uh, so
1: like, I remember when you guys were talking about this, it was through our messenger and your, your commentary was hilarious. And I had no <laughs> idea what you guys were talking about. Cause I wasn't able to watch it. And I remember saying like, oh man, I really wish I could see this. And you're like, no, nope, nope. No, you <laughs> no. <don't." laughs> no, you don't.
0: No, you don't. Like so we're funny. saying, if you, if you, like, aren't super into hardware specs and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you would have given zero shits about what they were talking <laughs> about. Um,
2: yeah. I technically only watched it because I'm always fascinated watching Mark Cerny describe anything. So the fact that he was doing an entire hour on this, I'm like, hmm, this is going to be... This is the bad that I mean, that guy is like a robot. It's like, he really is. It's like <laughs> it, there's no stumbles. He kicks <laughs> out all these... Terms. Well, he's he's probably a genius. Um, Oh,
0: sure. Yeah. The dude's been in the video game industry since the beginning, pretty much. He worked for Sega.
2: Yeah. And it's just, yeah, he's he didn't look. He might have looked at the computer screen maybe twice in the whole hour. Like, I don't know if there was a project. Maybe there was a prompter out there, but you know, he just made it seem like it was all coming, you know, off a prepared speech that he'd been rehearsing, you know, sort of thing. And it, it, yeah, that was what I. That's why I said it feels like a college professor.
0: Well, one thing we didn't mm-hmm. mention yet, which I don't know how we did mention this first, they had, they had it set up so it looked like there were people in the audience that he was speaking
2: to. They were <laughs> animated.
0: They were either oh, animated God. or just cutouts, because some, some of them moved and some of them didn't. So it was just a weird, like, uncanny valley type thing going on where yeah. he was speaking... There was nobody actually in the room and it it looked like um I, what, like, what
2: did I, i'm gonna look it up you can go on because i had a really good description of it
0: yeah it, it well it looked like mystery science theater 3000 like with a guy in in the corner pointing at the at the screen and talking about it but the person talking instead was mark cerny talking about all kinds of weird stuff and your ear the way your ears fold and oh my god yeah it was uh it was a thing but oh, i'm yes. glad i'm glad we finally got some sort of information because as obviously as of
2: I, I i said this looks like the it looks like an fmv from a mid-90s pc game <laughs> the way yes <yeah. laughs> yeah. the way the, the green screen looked terrible the um way he speaking oh,
0: now you yeah. just sounded like a robot It It sounded like it sounded like he had given this speech a thousand times and he was just but like it was so technical in everything he was talking about, but it just sounded like he knew exactly what he was saying. Uh, Mm. He didn't like Well, we also don't know. This was obviously probably recorded and edited, but it seemed as if it was live and he didn't stumble or make a mistake or any anything, but it was very monotone. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't get excited. Yeah. He didn't get. He didn't get down. It was just weird. It was just a weird, yeah. <laughs> weird thing. There,
2: there were two descriptions, and I'll make my one point: is that it. To me, it's weird how he never gets boring to me, no matter how monotone and dry the stuff is. I watched the whole thing without like looking off at something else, because for me, at least, just that you know type of professor style was just engrossing to me. Like, I want to hear what this guy has to say. I don't know if it's the intrinsic thing in my brain going, there's definitely going to be a test.
0: Uh, (laughs) It definitely definitely felt like there was going to be a test after this thing. Yeah. The two Uh, great
2: descriptions I heard, I saw one I saw online afterwards and the other was the thing I had put in our chat. The one I saw online was that he looks like Dana Carvey from Master of the Skies. (laughs) In there. And yep. it's very good comparison. If you if you're on your computer now, Jen, you look up Mark Cerny. Um, it's mm-hmm. C E R N Y or N E Y. But anyway, um, and the other one was I said that he looks like a dad that would never get mad at you. He would just be really disappointed.
0: <laughs> and I said yes, that's uh, that's definitely definitely the case.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. So
0: let me give you the actual specs because I pulled them up. Uh, so the CPU is a Zen 2 based CPU with eight cores, which right now is kind of the sweet spot for AMD. That's w- that's where most of their um, most of their desktop CPUs are, eight cores uh, at 3.5 gigahertz with a variable frequency, which is pretty good. The Xbox One Series X, I believe they said was 3.8 gigahertz with eight cores. So. We'll see what kind of a difference that makes. Uh, the GPU is 10.28 teraflops um, with uh, 16 gigs of DDR6 memory, and that's between the GPU and CPU. It's shared. Um, the uh, It also has NVMe SSD slot, which is interesting. So NVMe is a very fast SSD, um, and they're allowing you to use it as just storage like expansion storage as opposed to like just changing out your whole drive which is very interesting to me um, because these drives don't require any cables they don't require external power they're they're like the size of a piece of chewing gum you just slot it in tighten a screw down and away you go and they're super fast and it's very interesting that they're using just that it doesn't seem like they it seems like they're allowing USB storage which is common now, but they're also allowing this super-fast storage on top of that. So, gamers, your loading times are going to be next to nothing, I feel like, in these this this next generation. That's what we're going towards, is faster loading, mm-hmm. less loading screens. Like, you don't have to wait to tra- travel in Skyrim or Fallout 4 for a minute when you fast <laughs> yeah. travel.
2: Yep. Yeah, and they gave the example of... Um... In in the presentation of, like, how in some things you'll have, like, a town, like in an RPG, and then you go up a mountain trail into the the dungeon where you're going to go. And the whole point of the mountain trail is because they're loading, you know, the dungeon in the background. Mm. And with this, they would just be able to dynamically just go, you know. You wouldn't have any of the hidden loading things. I think the one point he made um, was that developers would have to figure out a way to actually slow it down so that you could have things like the uh subway scenes in spider-man which are wonderful um because it would be all instantaneous so there'd be no point um having stuff but stuff like that gives a game character um just like in deus ex uh, i think it's revolution or what's mankind divided the second, where when you travel on the train if you get into the human train that people like get off the train, like a girl that like, grabs her daughter and takes her off the train when she sees you.
0: He's afraid um, of you because you're a what do augmented they human. Augments, that's right. Yeah, augments. yeah, that,
2: yeah. Um, so you know you'd miss stuff like that in with this loading, but I think I think where developers are mostly going to take advantage of this is that example of the dungeon thing, where now you're going to be able to just walk up a hill and you're going to see the loaded thing. Like, sort of how Breath of the Wild sort of does that a little bit. But there's still some pop-in with that um, mm-hmm. when you're flying over. But you can see, you know, the big things. But now, instead of just seeing the one big thing, you'll see the entire thing, like, there. Like, nothing's going to load as you get closer. And I think that's going to be one of the big advantages that... Um, and if they get the audio right, that, that PlayStation is going to have over Xbox. Yeah. But um, it'll just be... It'll just be how the developers, you know, take advantage of that. You know, we'll really tell the story for this generation. And also, we'll get to it down the road probably sometime in the summer, but it'll come down the price, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, really. Yeah,
0: that's, I mean, right now I feel like that's the biggest biggest thing is everybody's just waiting to hear how much it's going to cost them to get these things. Yeah, because is you can probably
2: buy a pretty solid PC that's probably better for at that price or more, and it'll last you longer.
0: Yeah, and you can upgrade it as yeah. you go as opposed to, excuse me a console that is yeah. the same forever yeah you
2: can't upgrade the gpu in a console yep but you can in a
0: computer exactly so, and that's that's really the biggest issue at this point is the um is the gpu power because once i a cpu can last way longer than a um mark your cpu is probably close to 10 years old at this point
2: i would imagine and, and that's we, probably why we're having issues with it,
0: <laughs> right? But if we could cool it properly, it would be fine. And but otherwise, you know, yeah. it's it's it still works. Yeah. CPUs are still they you can still use a you know quad core, which I, I'm just I'm describing an eight core quad core is half the half the cores. It can still do most of the same things that uh, an eight core CPU can do. So we'll see what they what they come up with for with price. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of how expensive it's going to be. But I've already wow. told myself, listen, this is where I'm going to wait till round two for these consoles. We'll see how long that lasts. <laughs> I need someone to hold me to that. That's the problem.
1: All of our listeners will hold you to that, yes. including me and Mark. <laughs> there you go.
0: I need it. Believe me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's pretty much it with the PS5, though. We're It's just a waiting game now. <laughs>
1: Yeah. All right. So like I said before, um, with the whole coronavirus thing that's been going on, we've been talking about it for the past few episodes and it's surrounding literally probably every minute of your life, whether it's on the news or social media or people are talking about it in general. So I figured we could try to find a few nice quick stories um, from the video game industry to put more of a positive spin on all the negativity that we've been hearing in the news um and some of these things you guys might have heard of some of some of them maybe not so i'll just really quickly run through them um so the first story i found is that people have been coming up with really creative ways to stay in touch with their friends and family um even with the whole social distancing thing so they are holding events through video games to kind of stay connected so um, a couple from new york were supposed to get married the second weekend of april in brooklyn and of course they had to cancel their wedding So, they had a temporary wedding celebration in Animal Crossing, um, where they and six friends got together. Um, The groom designed his outfit to look like the tux that he was going to wear for his wedding. Oh, wow. They, yeah, wrote their initials in the sand. They had it on a beach. Um, Their friends all held flowers. So, it was this cute little wedding ceremony that they did. And, of course, they're going to get married legally eventually, but... They did that in the interim, which was really cute. Um, another person helped his friend celebrate graduating from the um, New York Fire Department EMS Academy by um, creating a game in Apex Legends, or him and his friends went into a game in Apex Legends. Um, and I don't play the game, so I don't understand most of this, but they picked characters who could set off fireworks, and they like tried to do this fireworks extravaganza for him. I don't know. I heard that they all died afterwards, but <laughs> they tried. <laughs> um and then the last one was a teacher played Half-Life Alex and realized that there was a like dry erase board feature yes. um for for the game. So they actually had their class, I guess get together on Google Classroom classroom or one of those things and they had a geometry lesson in Half-Life, Alex, by using the dry erase board. Um, and he was actually, I found a picture of it. He was drawing on the screen, like, some angles and how to find um, the different measurements of the angle. So why I thought that was really did, why, interesting. And he said his kids got I a have, kick out of it. Why couldn't I have that? That's awesome. <laughs> I know. Yeah. It was really funny.
2: So. Yeah. yeah the, that's all awesome. I'm hearing about that game, to quickly jump into that, and mm-hmm. is that it's, Outside of some weird stuff with movement, as all VR games have, that it's pretty much like you could play it as though you're actually the person. Like, when you're looking for ammo, you pick up a box, and you have to open it and dig through it. So oh, wow. to to see that, um, you know, they found a way to use it in a practical setting to which might excite his te- his students is great. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's kind of amazing. That's very I'm, cool. I'm, I'm surprised that Valve or... Or Oculus or anybody like that has not come up with a whiteboard feature, like just to do virtual classroom.
0: You well, know, after this, right. I'm sure yeah. people yeah. are one hundred percent,
1: hundred yeah, starting yeah. to do that. Yeah.
2: Definitely, definitely. Because that would be and one way to get VR off the ground. Yeah, or, you know,
1: absolutely. It's like an yeah. out of the box, out of the box way of thinking about what VR can do aside from the obvious or the more obvious. Yeah, and it would be so much
2: cheaper. Uh, For the teachers, because let's not say, because obviously we're all going to go back to the schools, you know, at Mm -hmm. some point, but, you know, for a teacher that teaches like remotely to students in China or students somewhere else, you know, it's probably a hell of a lot cheaper to buy a $200 Oculus like Quest and the whatever amount for the software and do things like that than have to buy like camera equipment and lighting and, you know, all the stuff for their office so right. it's pretty interesting to see because i always thought vr if they couldn't solve the game thing there would be something practical use that would come out of it and i think they may have found mm-hmm.
1: it yeah Yeah. especially in times like this um right it's nice to see some positive yeah. change or something that can move forward you know after all this we could learn something from from what this guy is discovering he can do for his kids that's yeah. pretty awesome
2: yeah and, and uh, also i didn't mention it when you were talking about the first story but uh I'm sure Tom Nook took his 10% from that wedding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, Tom. Nook.
2: That was a great tweet that I, I pat myself on the back a little bit here. But that tweet that I found of the person say, hey, do you like doing chores? No, not really. Do you like having a job? No, not really. Uh, do you like uh, do you like paying a uh, do you like paying a capitalist raccoon taxes for everything you do? Is it going to be cute? Hell yeah, yeah it's going to be
1: cute. Yeah, <laughs> sign me up <laughs> for 200 hours. Yep. <laughs> uh, so um, the second story is is a short one. Um, so Minecraft is giving away free access to its education edition for teachers. Um, so that will feature downloadable worlds. Um, and it's really cool. I was looking this up as well. So these worlds have um, a ton of different lessons, I guess you can call them, that the teachers can use for their kids. Um, So and there's way more than this. I just picked out a few. So um, they have lessons containing biology, fractions. There's a virtual tour of Washington, D.C. and a NASA approved tour of the International Space Station. Mm -hmm. Um, Logic puzzles, games, um, just a lot of a lot of stuff that they're they're giving these teachers free access to. So kind of around the same level as the Half-Life Alex teacher, it's it's going to be nice to see, you know, obviously these young kids love Minecraft and then being able to put that, combine that with learning, I think would be really nice, especially for kids who are, you know, learning at home right now and, and might be struggling a bit for whatever reason. So I thought that was nice.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I, I love the sense of community that we've yeah. seen among the yeah. you know all of the crap that's happening uh just right. seeing that people doing nice things for other people it's it's refreshing
1: it really yeah. is it's, yeah it,
2: it's it, really nice yeah it definitely cuz it it you know goes against the uh you know people um you know the, the bad stories you are hearing on the news like um people trying to take advantage of it and selling a toilet paper for 50 dollars on amazon parole mm-hmm. You know, and things like that. It's nice to see that maybe we'll get out of this, um, you know, thing with maybe people being a little better to each other about right. about certain things. Um, but yeah, it's just it's great. It's great to. It, my one friend does a thing where he puts, um, you know, positive news every Friday. He asks people to send positive news stories, you know, non-game, yeah. not non-video game related, just for mental health with the staying at home, you know, sort yeah. of thing. So. I'm glad to see that stuff like that's happening in gaming, too, which is um, had some fair share of of bad actors before, you know,
1: just trying to take advantage of people. Definitely.
0: EA. (laughs) We won't mention that.
1: No. Um, Then lastly, um, I had talked about a similar game maybe three episodes ago. Um, so, a Portugal-based tech startup called Magic Bee has launched a video game for players to travel the world and fight the spread of a virus instead of creating a virus. Um, so, basically, when playing the game, the objective is to avoid getting sick while collecting vaccines and helping heal people. Um, so, it is the opposite of the one that was shut down in China, if you guys remember that. That was plaguing. play um, Yep. So this is, if anyone's interested, currently available for free um, on the iPhone and the Android right now. And I heard that it's getting a lot of uh, playtime. So thought that was in- so yeah. That that wraps up some of the more positive video game related news stories from the last two weeks of quarantine.
2: And and the one slightly positive news story, and I, I didn't look up the actual story, but I saw it getting tweeted about, is that um, through all this, the uh, you know, concurrent rate for players on, you know, Steam is like the highest it's ever been um, mm-hmm. of people playing Steam games. And then they just released today a thing where they have they've figured out a way for you to be able to play local multiplayer games online. You
1: awesome. know, the ones
2: that were, you know, you couldn't play online um, yeah. just because of whatever mechanic they have. They figured out a way to make it work. Um I didn't get to read the full story. Literally, excuse me. It literally popped on the Twitter feed as we were
1: talking. So, yeah. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. It may have that's been a awesome. week
2: from earlier today, but it just popped up on my on yeah. my feed because I do, with how everything changes in the world today, I was looking, wow. I just keep Twitter up just in case if there's an announcement yeah. of like, hey, yep. Final Fantasy is delayed or, you know, <laughs> stuff like that where, you know, we need to break it.
1: Right. Yeah, that's good.
0: All right. Well, uh, I... Thought we'd talk about something that uh, I'm sure a lot of people are experimenting with since they are not allowed to leave their house, and that's emulation. So it's no secret, Mark, that you, <laughs> that we don't all have perfectly legal. What are you <laughs> talking about?
1: <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking Listen, about?
0: Listen, <laughs> emulators are perfectly legal. They are 100% legal. There's no doubt in that. Right. Um. So it's
1: the counterpart.
0: Yeah. So with Raspberry Pis and all of the 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 mini consoles out now, a lot of people have started to experience uh video game emulation. And video game emulation's been around for pretty much as, as soon as they could be emulated they were. Um like there were N64 emulators on Windows 98 PCs. It goes back at least that far. Uh the, there was there was even a uh, commercially sold emulator called Bleem uh, it was a Playstation it was a Playstation 1 emulator that could play you know any of your Playstation games on, on a PC you put your disc in the PC and it plays like a put Playstation what?
1: game I wasn't going to say anything disc I think it like the, the microphone cut just a little bit yep awesome so happy that
0: happened (laughs) anyway your cd you put your cd in the tray
1: nothing beats floppy disk from back in elementary school yeah i just want to say that much
2: yeah the uh (laughs) what i was going to mention too uh i i had first found emulation back early 2000s i think like right before i went off to college um Mm -hmm. because that was the first time i actually had a good pc um you know we had all those gateways and you know uh Uh, Packard Bells and stuff like that that Mm -hmm. weren't really any good. Um, So, you know, I finally got a laptop. My uncle bought me one for college. Uh, So I discovered emulation discovered a Super Nintendo emulation. I think you can imagine what's the first game I downloaded uh, to play (laughs) on that. Um, So, yeah, I've been doing it for 17 years, roughly, um, or more. Uh, I don't know if if it was 2002 or 2003 that I started. But, yeah, the... The the best part about it um, is that, you know, nowadays you can you can easily now show your kids or your younger siblings, you know, hey, this is this is the, you know, good stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, this is where this is where it came from. Kind of like what we're doing to Jen a little bit. Yeah. uh, With the NES and SNES. Mm -hmm. Um, But you would know more of the technical side of this than I do.
3: Yeah. I mean,
0: so basically most of the emulators that people use these days have been around for quite some time and they just are constantly being updated and updated. And we've gotten to the point now where they've even started making emulation for like the PS3. There's a PS3 emulator. People have been working on an Xbox 360 emulator. I can't there's wait a, for that. <laughs> there's, <Sorry>. a Wii, <laughs> there, there's a Wii U emulator. So all of this stuff um, is expanding and w- being worked on by people because people just, you know, they want to have it working. They want to have the ability to play these games at any time. Like, if they can't afford to go out and buy, um, you know, a Super Nintendo or don't have a bunch of cartridges to play, they want the ability to just play it where and when they want, which yeah. I think is a pretty cool thing. Also, the the whole... um, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, preser- Preserving... Uh, yeah. Of all all of these old games, like there's games that I'm sure Mark, you come across when you're just flipping through your list, and you go, "Wow, what is this game? I've never heard of this game before." There's, there's cool. a lot of
2: sports games from the early to mid '90s that I'm like, "Wait, what? <laughs> sports <laughs> Illustrated made a sports game?"
0: Yeah, there's <laughs> just stuff that you come across and you just never you never knew that these things existed, and yeah. you have the ability to go play them and experience them. And um, I want to get Jen's opinion because right now this kind of this podcast is kind of start is based off of that because I wanted to give Jen and you and Mark these experiences of the games that I grew up with and the games that I have. So I'd like to hear her.
1: Yeah. When you first mentioned that, you know, we're going to be talking about emulators. I was kind of reflecting in a way. Um, It's just it's crazy how much exposure, like you were saying, you get to some of these games that you might never have been able to play for whatever reason. Um, I really love that I'm able to access some of these games. And obviously through you know Retro Roulette and you guys' recommendations, I am experiencing games as I couldn't when I was a kid. We didn't have consoles at my house. And I know I said this in our first podcast, but I, I grew up with the N64 really being my first console I really played games on. Um, so being able to use an emulator and then play these older games and enjoy them just as much as I probably would have when I was a kid, it means a lot to me. Um, yeah. and it's something that has been taking over a lot of my, a lot of my free time in a good way. Um, and I've, it's definitely rounding out my video game experience as well. Now I can't, I won't just say, you know, Oh, I only play, you know, PS4 games or 360 games. You know, I have a lot more games behind me that I can say that I've played and and that kind of stuff. So, I definitely like emulation. I think I think it, everyone should should get into playing emulator, you know, games on emulators so you can get a more real, well-rounded background in video games. Maybe play something that you never thought you would like before.
2: Yeah, and uh, two things I was thinking of Sunir, with the with the emergence of pixel art games coming into the indie scene, getting kids to play some cases better looking versions of pixel art games um Hmm. from back in super nintendo and sega genesis days um because they were pixel art with a lot more money behind them um Mm -hmm. to make it is sort of bringing back the emulation stuff because you can go no wait see this type of game is like this you should play this and then people are rediscovering which is why for people like me and tom that actually buy the physical stuff um has made the market shoot up um, yeah. In terms of some games, um, on the physical side, and and the other thing is, I don't think I would have gotten as good at Link to the Past as I am without having to play it on shitty emulators with bad timing and lag, and then playing <laughs> it on something that actually is good, like when I play it on my, uh, you know, uh, Switch or you know, on my well DS um, through the uh, GBA port. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, or the classic or anything where the timing's right, you know you're just that much better at it, which is weird, but yeah. um, I wouldn't have found you know randomizers and things like that either, mm-hmm. but yeah, essentially what 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 I think emulation has done um recently, um which is why I think the companies are starting to do this, oh, we're gonna make everything backwards compatible, mm-hmm. yeah, everything everything keep it um because you know they were they were seeing that that a lot of the, the, the market was skewing older in terms of the console market. Because yeah. out, outside of my one niece, who plays some Switch games every so often, she's on Roblox constantly, and the other one just plays Sims or Fortnite. Like, yeah. they they can do that on anything. They don't need to buy the next big shiny thing. So if you skew towards the adults with like how PS5, which we didn't mention in the story said that basically they're going to have thousands, like 4 to 5,000 or whatever number of games playable by the time it launches. So almost the whole library. Probably like sports games and music games are going to be a no Mm -hmm. um, just for licensing issues. But, you know, they're going to have their entire library, which is different than what 360 and uh, Xbox has done with that, where it's been certain games um, they've been doing. But, you know, they're starting to get on that train going, oh, our, our client base is like in their 30s and 40s you know, those are the ones that are going to be buying this stuff. We have to give them a reason to upgrade the system or they're just going to keep playing the old system because they, you know, work jobs now. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I, mean, I think emulation has a big hand in that.
0: Yeah, I agree. And also companies used to just go, I mean, back in the day, they'd go, oh, our the old games aren't compatible because they're yeah. different cartridges or whatever. And. That I feel like that kind of also started emulation because you had to have all of the systems to be able to play all the games. So that's a whole other discussion.
2: Yeah, yeah. The the, the main thing with, with emulation did was it, it was like the first time there was a console generation change in the late 80s when it went from NES to SNES more specifically than Master System to Genesis.
0: Right, because um, you could actually play a Master System game on a Genesis. You just needed a, an attachment.
2: Yeah. Um, is that parents just didn't, I was going to quote a Will Smith song, but um, they just don't understand They just don't understand <laughs> um, why the NES game couldn't work in the SNES. Like it was foreign to people back then, which is wild to us now. Like we get it. Um, but it's, it's starting to trend back to that where, you know, you're hearing people go, why put all these games digital? Cause you said digital was the way. And now you're just going to say, I can't play them anymore. If I get mm-hmm. the new system, yeah. yeah, I
0: feel like that's the biggest problem is that digital is such a big thing that, you know, if if you want to play a game that you already had, why do I have to buy? I either have to buy it again or I have to keep my PS4 hooked up forever.
2: Yeah.
3: Right.
0: Which I don't have a problem with that because I keep everything hooked up.
2: Yeah, My, my PS4 is going to stay hooked up forever because
0: it has a copy of PT on it. So. There you go. Exactly.
2: Probably worth thousands of dollars on eBay, though. But no, I'm joking. <laughs> I don't really know if that's true. <laughs>
0: But there is one more thing I wanted to talk about with this. And the fact that emulators exist, it allows people to create new games for old systems and people still have a way to play them. Um, like I just saw the the other day, um, someone created a mod for um, the old WCW wrestling game. And you can, you can play it through an N64 emulator with up res textures and, new moves and faces and all this other stuff because emulation existed. If if it didn't, yeah. you wouldn't be able to play it and have it look so good. Um,
2: yeah. yeah, and there's two other sports games that follow that model perfectly. Uh, there's people constantly updating NFL 2K5 um, for you to keep playing with the updated rosters yep. on it. Um, and then they're doing the uh, same thing with uh, MVP Baseball 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because for some reason those those were two games picked. I mean, I can see 2K5 was pretty amazing for its time. Um, it, but um without emulation and the ability to to update that stuff and get it to people, um you wouldn't be able to do it. Um I there's even the crazy thing where they're updating tech uh, that Super Bowl, you know, for with the norm, with the new rosters and all that. For a game that really doesn't show anything outside of jersey colors.
0: and numbers you know, sometimes.
2: And numbers. Um, you know, QB Eagles for life. Um, (laughs) And, you know, without that, you wouldn't have these communities sprouting up around these old games, Um, which is wild seeing with no sports that there are people going, hey, we're going to play the rest. We're going to play the baseball season on MVP Baseball 2005. Mm -hmm. Here's the link to my Twitch, you know, to do that. And it's just it's it's nuts. And, you know, I I I can't believe that I am so excited that I found out there might, there might possibly be the ability to do good emulation for the Dreamcast.
0: Oh, there's um, very good emulation for the Dreamcast. And I'm
2: like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there are some games on that that I, I would love to go back and play. Um, and games I missed out on because of the short window um, that it was available. But yeah, but, but that's one other thing, which I think that was easy to emulate and do all that because they screwed up. You could burn disc and have it be playable.
0: Well also it basically ran Windows, so yeah. it it made it really easy to emulate.
2: <laughs> yeah. Dreamcast um, is Dreamcast is another podcast. Yeah. That, that that system was wild. Um but yeah, essentially, you know, be me, me thinking about that is great. Um the only thing I don't know in question for you, Tom. Mm-hmm. Um, if I put a disk in my computer, yes, will RetroArch run it? Or do I need to rip the file off of it?
0: Um, as long if, if you're playing a PS one disc yes. and you put it in, um, you should be able to just hit open the, disc, yes, the, the <laughs> CD and you should be, it should play it right away in retroarch.
2: Okay. I was just it's, thinking about that the other day. I think yeah, it, it stemmed be- from our conversation about, you know, turning my, uh, loose parts of PC into a raspberry Pi, you know, yep. sort of thing. And I was like, wait. Wouldn't I be able to? Because you know we reconnected my disk drive, if I remember correctly. We did. Um, uh, yeah. Oh, interesting. Just yeah, thing I've been thinking about the last couple of days since since we talked about the uh, the Raspberry Pi thing.
0: But, yeah, I mean if if you have any laying around, we could give it a shot yeah. at some point this week. We got nothing else better to do. That's true. <laughs> I mean,
2: I mean, I mean, I gotta I gotta plan out the next session for Stranger Damies, but uh, <laughs>
3: but
0: yeah, little I, things. I Move you don't thing. have to plan anything. That's a, we're doing a one shot.
1: No, 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 no. Next.
0: Oh, the the next one.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Because I got preparing like,
1: how you're gonna kill me again, Mark. Yes,
2: I was going to. Uh, I too bad I don't have a camera. I was gonna wear that uh, uh a session since so Craig died. Oh. <laughs> T shirt again, <laughs> but we don't have a camera. Um, but yeah, uh, like I was uh, anyway. But that, you know, even work from home. Like I was sitting here thinking, you know, yeah. like. There are going to be times where I'm just going to be sitting there and no emails are going to be coming through because my job requires people wanting to meet up with you.
3: Yeah. So
2: (laughs) that's not really going to happen. It's just going to be a lot of owners yelling at me. But um, I can, you know, play video games and test things out during that. But I'm definitely going to give that a try uh, with the PS1 thing. Um, Because, and also if I could find some emulators for, you know, PS2, I as we found out, I was texting you guys, I have a lot of games that I didn't realize I had from that generation. Okay. PS2 through PS3.
0: I mean, right now, there are emulators. I'm going to just read. uh, There's emulators for almost everything, but the main ones, um, NES, Master System, um, Genesis, Super Nintendo, N64, PS1. There is a Saturn emulator. It's hard to run, but there's yeah. a Saturn emulator. Makes me um, sad. Then there's there's a Dreamcast emulator, which is really good if you ever want to try it. There's a couple of good ones. Um,
2: yeah, I have one.
0: Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember the name of the the good one. Um, I can't. I'm gonna have to look it up. But as I'm looking it up, so the only things that it, weirdly enough, oh, um, Wii. we yeah, the, the Dolphin. Yeah, Dolphin runs Wii and GameCube games. Um. PC SX2 runs PS2 games. Um, There's EPSXE for PlayStation 1 games. Um, And then I think it's RRCPS3, I think, is the PS3 emulator. So the weird thing is, as as weird as it sounds, the things that are most like PCs are very hard to emulate, uh, which doesn't make any sense. The Xbox and 360 are very hard to emulate. For some reason, they don't really have very good emulators. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, and for and for some odd reason, that clusterfuck that was the Saturn is very difficult to run as well.
0: Yeah, cause well, cause it has like two CPUs for some yeah. reason. <laughs> it's just really stupid. Um, one of the Dreamcast emulators is called Redream. It's a. I think it's the, the one I have. It's. I believe that's the better of the two, but. Yeah, you can download. You can go download all of these emulators and do it from you know not sketchy places. Uh, if you just go to RetroArch, you get most of them, and then you can just download them from there because RetroArch encompasses a, a shitload of emulators for stuff you didn't would never think had an emulator, like the Atari seventy eight hundred or uh, the ColecoVision. You could they have emulators for all of this stuff. Yeah, and and
2: the the most popular one we're leaving off, obviously, because I noticed probably someone yelling at the podcast,
0: is MAME for arcade machines. Obviously, MAME for arcade systems, yes. MAME is probably one of the bigger ones because there was no way to play an arcade game besides going to an arcade, so MAME was created for this sort of thing, Um, but yeah, Uh, and I'm also forgetting there are PC emulators, like there's a DOS emulator. You can run DOSBox, which is basically on any modern system, you can open up a program that will emulate um, DOS, I think up to like right before Windows 95. It'll emulate all versions of DOS. you can play any of your old DOS games that you love. Like you can go play, (laughs) you can go play like Secret of Monkey Island, or you can go play um, Gizmos and Gadgets, or... I don't know what whatever DOS games you want, pretty much. I've never really run into an ish, issue with any of those games. You can play. You can even put in a CD and run a, if you own the CD or the or whatever. You can put the CD in and run um, a CD game on DOS. Like I ran the original Need for Speed on DOSBox and it worked perfectly. So
2: yeah, yeah DOSBox is real good.
0: And it's always improving, which is nice. All there's always somebody working, on it, which is which is a, a a thing of beauty. It allows us all to play whatever we want, whenever we want, wherever we want. Yeah. Yep. Anyway. Whether
2: the government says we can or not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's No, it's whether Nintendo says we can. Yeah. Because Nintendo Nintendo, <laughs> Nintendo is, <laughs> has always been notorious for trying to take down ROM sites and emulator sites. So blame Nintendo if you can't get your ROMs.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, rest in peace, Emu power. Oh, I know. It was my favorite, favorite place to get ROMs. Which, you can still do it. <laughs> Tell anyone. <laughs> Did you hear anyway.
2: that, Jen? I didn't hear anything. Hear what? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so,
0: so, all of this talk about emulation, let's get to our Retro Relay game this week, which was Cruisin' USA. Um, now, Mark, you and I both have experience with this game. Yep. Uh, Jen, this was your first time ever hearing of the game, let alone playing it. Um so let's let's get your your thoughts first because you you literally just played it so it's fresh in your mind
1: so when i was watching you stream it i was pretty sure i'd never heard of it or played it before then when i started playing it before like as in an hour ago at this point um i'm pretty sure i did mess around with it once or twice in an arcade a long time ago um but this was really the first time i sat down and focused and actually played it to play it um it is not one of the hardest racing games I've ever played. Um, that being said, the um, random cars that are driving around that are not part of the race are extremely frustrating because half of them drive right into your car. Yes, they, um, do. they aim for you. Yeah, like there's one <laughs> stupid car right before the finish line, and he was literally swerving across the road at me, like going back and forth across the road. Um, so that was annoying. Um, but like you had mentioned in the stream, there is rubber banding, which is really nice. So even if you crash, which I did a few times, it's not too hard to catch up and at least make it, I would say like back into third place pretty easily. Um, one of the other things I found frustrating was that, uh, you have to come in first place to move on through the game. So you can't place within the top three, say, and move on. Um, so I was playing for like an hour before, maybe a little bit less, and I made it to the fifth map. Um, I went. Th- oh, I forget. I think I had just beat Beverly Hills. So whatever is the next one, I haven't started yet. Um, but I think other than that, it was pretty good. Um, I'm trying to think. I don't think it was it was that difficult so far for me. You know, with the maps, um, the turns weren't too bad. I didn't have to use my break, which was nice. I mean, I probably should have, but I didn't have to, <laughs> which I appreciate. Um, it was definitely, I I definitely felt like it was a, a, 100% an arcade game where they're trying to get you to load up your quarters into the game with, you know, the, the cheap the cheap uh, other cars driving into you and the blind turns in the tunnel and you can't see if there's going to be a car in front of you at the last second.
3: Oh, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I think it was fine. Um, I'm trying to think if I had anything else to say it, it was one of those one of those games where um, you could play in different views so you can either do the first person view where I guess if you're like on the bumper of the car it would be that view I don't know yeah, um, the out, or
0: you, the out front view
1: yeah so actually that's what I had done because I'd never played a recent game from that angle before so I played the whole entire time in that in that view which was interesting it felt fast I don't know <laughs>
0: yes it definitely increases the sense of speed with yeah that. personally yeah. i hate them i never, really. use, it. I never <laughs> use it
1: yeah I, I found it helpful when you were coming up on someone really fast being able to like move over at the last second it kind of helped judge sort of how much space you had um yeah overall overall it was not an extremely frustrating game and it wasn't super super hard i thought but what did you what do you guys think of it overall
2: yeah, so the the a lot of the trappings that you're talking about and what the rubber banding does is they want it to be just easy enough that you'll probably finish first, second, or third every time, no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they want you to keep pumping quarters into the machine, right? Um, with it being with it being an arcade game, um, so they make it just good enough that you don't get frustrated and just leave, you mm-hmm. know, after the first race. Um, but yeah, that, that's one of the things. And again, I didn't get past California again because I'm just really bad at the at this game for some reason. Um, but the the entire uh, setup is um it is one of the more um crazy taxi comes pretty close on Dreamcast. Um, you know one of the few games that is basically you know almost plays just like I remember playing in the arcade, yeah. you know outside of you know some of the some of the uh, things they had to do to make it into a console game. You know, in terms of covering up, you know, some of the models and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of the way it plays and it still keeps all the the trappings of a uh, of an arcade game. Um, and, uh, you know, um, the only thing that I'm missing because, uh, you know, Daytona, um, you know, has the whole rolling start thing, which I don't think they, you know, um, is the thing I remember from arcades more than the Cruising USA music and beginning and all that mm-hmm. um i'm right with that right tom it was daytona that was yeah the- daytona had
0: the rolling start, start or the guy yeah. yelled yelled the rolling, rolling started. start
2: i thought that was in this game until i played it because we didn't get to hear the audio when tom was playing right um so that was the only thing i was disappointed in playing but yeah it felt felt the same you know obviously with a racing wheel, i was probably better than i was with the racing wheel <laughs> in the arcade because <laughs> i swear they made that a little looser Yeah. (laughs) Um, So that you couldn't win all the time. Uh, But yeah, that's basically my experience with the game. It's like any other racing game outside of when I got good at games like Gran Turismo and, you know, more simulation style where you sort of RPG your car up um, and can start winning races without having to be 100% skilled at it. it. It gave me the same experience where I get to like hit that one level where, you know, they're testing you to see how good you are. Um, and I always don't pass it in these arcade racers, yeah. but, um, I'm sure Tom, do you have any other thoughts on it? You know, you, you probably said a lot during that stream that you almost broke a world record.
0: I know. Yeah. Um, I, I had played and beaten the game once before, but I, I would only beaten it in co-op because obviously the whole having to beat it with be starting ending in first place every time was difficult in some spots. Um, the fact that I talked about it on the stream, but the rubber banding is the, is a giveth and taketh away type deal in an arcade racer like this, because if you mess up once the people, mm-hmm. they're going to be right there waiting to, to pass you. But also if you mess up, they're still right there and you have the ability to pass them, which is, which is nice. It makes the game a little easier. Um, It's not the most, um yeah, it's definitely not the most unforgiving game um very much an arcade racer though very twitchy it's very you have to know you kind of have to know where the where the tracks are going to take you otherwise you're just going to hit the wall and spin out and run into 16 other people while you do it and like jen was saying the most frustrating thing definitely is the cars coming the other direction that just swerve right in front of you for no apparent reason which you guys saw me do on stream that car literally turned right in front of me as yeah. i was passing it
1: yep i think and it was a cop car too <laughs> yeah i remember that i'm like yeah it happened to me too <laughs> that's one of
0: them that's one of the frustrating things but mm-hmm. yeah we i beat this game on stream somehow i managed to do it in like almost speed running speed i didn't realize that it was a thing yeah. i i was like 19th or something yeah so in the
1: top 20 speedrunners, you were 19 so you took the 19th spot which is awesome
0: yeah i and this is that was a i was the first time i picked up the game in probably i don't know a year two years maybe that's pretty
1: good yeah
0: there was one track that i didn't i didn't finish first on the first time Mm -hmm. i finished second by like a half a second yeah if i would have beaten that the first time it would have been even faster but yeah. What are you gonna do? You know. Right. <laughs> it, it you
1: happens. probably would have made it to the top ten if you had beaten that one race. Yeah. I uh,
0: don't. I'm just. I'm just happy I beat it. It was very cool to beat it on stream. Mhm. Um. And something that most. I mean, a lot of people don't know this, but when you beat the game, it upgrades the car you were driving. It changes the color of the car and it makes it faster, which is yeah. pretty cool. Um nice. But yeah, it, it's a very solid middle of the road arcade racer. It's not the best. It's not the worst. It's even not the worst. I've played way worse games than this. Um, but I would say that the later games um, added more stuff to, to the gameplay to make it a little better, a little more enjoyable, like cruising world. You don't have to finish first every time, which is really nice. Yeah, that's good. Um, but yeah, overall good game. I'd recommend it. Uh, do we have scores?
1: Yeah,
2: uh, well, I'll go first. I, I give it, um, I don't know, I, I say three and a half. I mean, the, the the frustration with, I hate I hate games with arcade trappings. That might be what's making my score a little lower <laughs> than
0: it probably should be. No, that's um, a fair, fair score.
2: You know, it's just, you know, uh, Crazy Taxi. The only reason I like it is because it's a stupid offspring soundtrack that's in it. <laughs> um, and it's just Damn. funny seeing KFC yeah 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 or whatever that that, <laughs> song, that offspring song is um that plays way too much um and, and the fact that you know i i think they could have yeah, they could have done much better in terms of um you're varying the uh the stages you spend i think a half the game in california and yeah. the other half is the rest of the uh, of the country um you could have had some nice texas levels and stuff like that that would have been fun um, like having to drive past, you know, uh, cattle ranches or whatever sort of late nineties, you know, stereotype Texan town would have been. Um <laughs> maybe maybe uh uh James Vanderbeek and Paul Walker um standing by. But um
0: that's a varsity blues joke, guys. <laughs> um I thought it was a fast and furious joke. I'm like, wait a second, that doesn't make any sense.
2: <laughs> Paul Walker without... plays Lance Harbor, the yes, best
0: quarterback
2: he... in West Canaan texas yes. going to florida state um anyway <laughs> um yeah so essentially i would like to see more levels using there's there's a lot of variety in this country um in terms of which is what i'm hoping with american truck Simulator as they expand mm-hmm. that you start seeing you know the great plains and texas and you know louisiana you know with, with the swamp areas you know there and and just this stuff like that. I think they didn't take enough advantage of it. I think the developers were in probably the West Coast and San Francisco and mm-hmm. just knew about California and based most of their levels on that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, for me, I would say... I'll probably give it a f- uh, 3.8. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted want to give it a 4, but the more I think about it, the whole coming in first only sort of thing it kind of it puts a little bit of a damper on it for me so I would give it a 3.8 if it didn't have that it would have a 4 from me okay. um, and I agree with pretty much everything you said Mark um, it's just a good solid arcade racing game but I really I agree with you 100% I would have liked to see more variety in the maps um, and maybe I'll check out and World though because you're saying it you can come in what up to third place yeah. and and go on to the next map So so that sounds that sounds a bit more of what I'm looking for, I guess. So maybe I'll check that out. But yeah, 3.8 from me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm
0: going to go 3.5 as well. Um, yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with the game. It's, it's a, yeah. it's a fun game, but you know, at the same time, there's way better games. Uh, right. But I would recommend it. If you want an arcade racer and you've never played the cruising series, if you want to go grab a cartridge, it's like a super cheap game. It's like, less than ten dollars usually go pick it up um or play it on your emulator whatever whatever floats your boat um yeah i agree with everything mark said um everything we've said pretty so far pretty much i've i've agreed with so um go out and play it and then maybe we'll play one of the one of the sequels at some point we'll see yeah
2: maybe next week yeah (laughs) Maybe,
0: maybe next week we'll have to see what the what the Retro Roulette gods have in store for us. Speaking of which, let's spin the wheel, shall we? Alright, we're going to be playing Disney's The Jungle Book for the Super Nintendo next week.
2: Ooh. Something cool. a little different. That might yep. have been one of the ones yeah. I haven't played.
0: Yeah, I don't I know that I've ever played this game before. This is another one of those after well I don't know if they we'd call it the afternoon series of games. No, this
2: this was a later game, um, um I think if it's the one I'm thinking of.
0: But, but yeah it's the same it's another Disney property that they turned into a, a video game, which is pretty cool. Um so I'm pretty interested to to try it. Yeah, see. I think
2: I think the afternoon collection was specifically a Darkwing Duck, Quackshot, and um the other one with the DuckTales? DuckTales, that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think so too. I don't think I think it was pretty much those. But yeah, this should be fun. Um I yes. will be streaming this on Monday. Yep. As usual. Yep. Um
2: following up that great new show, Stardew Sundays.
0: <laughs> following up Stardew mm-hmm. Sundays, which <laughs> as you're listening to this, it's already passed, so look for it for the next Sunday.
1: Yeah. You missed it. What were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um but yeah come come hang out with us on twitch we'll we're streaming pretty much four to five times a week depending on the week um i'll be streaming as we said i'll be streaming this monday retro roulette um and sucking at this game because i'm sure it's incredibly difficult uh then we'll have jenny's playing wednesday she'll be playing final fantasy 7 mark will be trucking on thursday maybe we'll see what happens. maybe
2: or maybe we uh we go back to a randomizer Or maybe I can figure out if my Elgato doesn't fry my computer. And maybe we play Tiger Woods Pro Golf Masters.
0: There you go. And you you guys can
2: sit there and talk and see a skinny version of me playing golf.
0: (laughs) And we'll golf clap. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then this week coming, Jen will be playing Friday Fright Fest. Yep. But other than that, come hang out with us there. Come... Hang out with us on Twitter. Let us know what you want to see us play, what you want to hear us talk about. Uh, we always love interaction. Um, and you know, this is this is a community. We gotta we gotta stay stick together in these troubled times. Yep. Sure. Um, Mark, do you want to plug all our other crap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me <laughs> <laughs>
2: do my normal all plugs. Uh, Stranger Damies uh, airs every uh, Wednesday. Um, we're into our new session um, here, where you guys are. You know, picking up from, you know, one of your big battles. I guess I can stop teasing that you guys did survive your big battle. Um, and you're now sort of resting and figuring out what to do. Um, the episode that just aired on Wednesday had some uh, pretty good scenes that I had completely forgotten about. Um, especially a bit from Dan. Um, that, was, that he played for the entire episode, which was great. Um, but, yeah, the... The whole dynamic of that episode is really a good, you know, a, a juxtaposition is the word I want to use, um, for, you know, from the session we just had that you guys did not get to hear yet. Um, just hearing what you guys talked about in that episode and what actually happens in the last session is actually pretty funny. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so go check that out. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you, you, we have, they call this a movie on Thursdays. Um, we did cats, uh, last week. Um, basically as ant says we watched it so you don't have to um just <laughs> I like feel, that <laughs> just feel free to listen to our podcast and not watch that terrible dreck of a movie which i i still don't know how it was popular but after seeing some clips from the broadway show i kind of get it a little bit like okay it's not my you know that's something i would go see but i'm like this is a lot better than the movie. Um yeah, and then we're also, you can get all those on iTunes, Google Play, anywhere you get your podcast. Um, you know, we're also on Twitter, you know, at Stranger Damies, at the main Damie for They Call This a Movie. And then I am at Off The Mark Tweet, so you can tweet any one of those and I will either find it or, or, or our social media manager, Dan, will pick mm-hmm. you up on Stranger Damies uh, there. But um, Jen, I don't know if you want to, you know, hack all the Instagram stuff.
1: Yeah, so um, all of our pod, well, yeah, all of our podcasts have an Instagram. So we have at Stranger Damies on Instagram, um, the Game Vault, wait, Game Vault podcast on Instagram. We basically go. have a different name for every account, social media wise for Game Vault, just because variations of it are taken everywhere, apparently.
3: Yes. It's um,
1: yeah. Uh, and then we have the main Damie, which is our Instagram for they call this a movie basically right now. Um, so definitely check us out. For Stranger Dami specifically, more than the others, um, if anybody out there is an artist and want to kind of contribute, maybe draw some of our characters, we would greatly appreciate it. We would always love to feature anything that you guys do for us. Um, there's just something about someone's take on our characters that I think would be really awesome to see. So again, please feel free to, you know, send us some love through there. Um, you could tweet at us. Like you guys said, Dan, it's like our... Our acting social media manager. He's really good at it, so he likes talking to everybody. We just hit our milestone on Twitter, so we're doing that giveaway. Definitely yeah, be sure five, to. Five hundred. Yeah, yeah. five hundred. We're almost at six hundred now, I think, which is amazing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just again, you know, talk to us, give us advice, tell us we suck. Uh, maybe <laughs> we'll throw up some polls on on our um, Game Vault Twitter to see what you guys want to see us play. So just keep an eye on our social media channels um and of course our twitch streams as well. We love everyone that's been on so far with us. Everyone's really supportive and awesome. We're getting closer and closer to the affiliate level, which we're really excited for. Yeah, it's it's in the horizon now, I think. I think we have like 20 followers to go or close to 20, maybe maybe 21 or something, but right, we're, we're getting, getting there. We get make friends yeah. with 21 more people. Right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. So Hopefully more good things to come soon from us as well.
0: Awesome. So, yep. everybody stay safe out there. Uh, keep keep yourself entertained by listening to our podcast and watching us. And uh, play, some, play some retro games while you're at it. Um, I want to thank Mark and Jenny for joining me. Um, and all of you. So, for Mark and Jenny, I am Tom. And we will catch you in the next one.